Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that you can get armadillo insurance? It's because armadillos cost the American taxpayers millions of dollars in property damage every year. I did not know that. (laughs) For more armadillo facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. Sun's going down in Bonton, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse series. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading chapters 11 through 16, which is the end of Dead as a Doornail, the fifth book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Previously, Suki attends a werewolf packmaster funeral, but it's actually pretty mundane. Sure, there's the whole political campaign for the new packmaster thing, but not a single person gets dismembered or eaten, so it's kind of a snoozer by chain-fighting Suki standards. <laughs> Suki takes in the vampirate Charles Twining just in time, too, because he catches two completely unrelated lurkers outside Suki's house on the same night, one of whom sets Suki's house on fire. It's only due to some quick action by Claudine that Suki makes that alive. But let it not be said that a near-death experience will cool the jets of Sookie's suitors. Sam, Alcide, uh, both put the moves on her while Calvin Norris continues his campaign. Nothing says romance like a freebie murder. Oh, also, uh, Creepy Bill is creeping extra hard. Something must be in the air. Is it romance? I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's funny, like looking back at the cover, because... Who rescued her from the fire when her house was on fire? Claudine. Claudine. Is that Claudine on the cover? <laughs> that that yeah. is not exactly how I pictured her, you know? I mean, it, it could be her. She's described as having black hair, right? Yeah. yeah. And pointy and, ears. I guess those ears aren't exactly pointy. And um, light skin with a weird quality. Yeah. that could. Yeah. Maybe that's Claudine. I didn't know she could fly, but you know. I mean, why not? Yeah, absolutely. And, she could have wings. We don't know. Chapter 11. This was one of the funniest chapters that I have read in a while. I was I was dying here. Like, she's working at Merlot's, and Bill comes in with his new girlfriend. And she's talking about, like, not spitting in her drink because she's a bigger person. And also because she doesn't have enough privacy. <laughs> I know, yeah. And Charles is like, if she sleeps over, do you want me to give her a scare? And Silky doesn't even, like, stop and think about it. She's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shit out of her. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, 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 it is pretty funny. Um, but, you know, Sookie mostly takes it in stride. She does, except there's a, there's a great line where Bill's asking her if she's jealous, and she says, yes, I hate her skinny thighs and her elitist attitude. I hope she's a dreadful bitch who makes you so miserable that you howl when you remember me. <laughs> and as somebody who's been through a nasty breakup, I was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of a scummy move bringing your, your, for Bill to bring a, a girl to Sookie's work, right? Like, right? Like, I mean, I know she works in a bar, but still. It's also super scummy to, you know, like, cheat on your girlfriend without her knowing by going, like, to another state and lying to her about it. But so. no, it was magic. He didn't have a choice. Right. yeah. Magic vaginas. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, Bill's not, Bill's not the greatest. No. Eric stops by. And yeah, join the list of dudes out to hook it up with Sookie, right? Exactly. And somebody told him that the detectives came to see Sookie. And he guesses that is part of what Sookie's hiding from him about fucking Debbie. Yeah. He's really having trouble with this missing memories thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, Sookie doesn't doesn't budge, right? And, and Eric gets agitated, you know? There's a, mm-hmm. a minute there when you're like, is he going to do something here, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think Sookie's making the right call here because, you know, you don't want Eric to have leverage over you. He did say something interesting. He says... I've lived a really long life and I've remembered every single minute of it except for the time I spent with you. Do you think he was being hyperbolic or do you think he's one of those people that has that insane like memory thing where you can literally remember everything that's happened to maybe, you? Maybe vampires are like maybe that. Maybe vampires are like that? Yeah, they mentioned that Bill has that uh, a couple times. So I wonder, yeah, I don't know if it's a vampire thing or if it's just like a, a subset of vampire powers. Some people do, some people don't like other things. But. I will never be a vampire because I would wake up like 500 years from now cringing about that time like I said something dumb in middle school. Oh yeah. <laughs> the I, worst thing ever. I already That's do That's what that. vampires do during the day all the time in their coffin. God, I wish I could kill myself. <laughs> yeah, they're not actually dead. They're just slain by the, the shame, right? <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, luckily Sam intervenes before anything gets too crazy with Eric. But, yeah. yeah, and he even offers her one of his rental duplexes for her to stay in while her house is being rebuilt. So thanks, Sam, for doing something useful for once. Yeah, that's pretty cool of him. Yeah. Oh, I do I, I, I want to point out, after this exchange, uh, Bill's new girlfriend approaches Sookie and pees right on her shoes, which I thought was... I mean, you know, a little, a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. Who would do that? Yeah, I know. That's pretty ball, yep. ballsy. But I do get the impression that Bill isn't like super serious about her. I don't know. No. Yeah. I like the bit where Suki thinks of Sam. He didn't look as if he could romance a ragdoll, much less a robust woman like me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's too injured to, to do me right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Sam's, Sam's a... a a guy with some vigor to him. Who knows? He yeah. might figure it out. Don't count him out just yet. Yeah. And once again, J.B. Derome. Like, we've had no problem with <laughs> J.B. Derome when we've met him. He has been nothing but a nice guy. <laughs> and she just shits on him all the time. Is this the guy that she thinks of? Like, is this the stupid guy? Yeah, or the guy you're beautiful, says, but you're stupid. stupid. Like, he talks about, she talks about how J.B. does, like, repairs sometimes. He does simple repairs and maintenance chores. Simple was the best way to keep it with JB. Wow. I'm like, I hope there's nobody in my life who thinks about me that way just <laughs> randomly. Like, I know, right? anytime they think about me, they're like, oh, God, she, you know, like, she's the dumbest person I've ever known. Just a mental drive by. She, yeah, <laughs> she can't think about JB at all. It's about so Suki. mean. For somebody who can read everyone's minds, like, it is really fortunate that no one can read Sookie's <laughs> mind, right? Like, this is nonstop shitting on people. It is so true. Oh, man. Um, Jason is still seeing Crystal, which doesn't seem great. As Suki hears through the wall. <laughs> yeah, I was saying that's so awkward. They don't go into it, but like, oh, I would not want to hear my sibling having sex in the room next door. Yeah, right. Like, Ugh. I mean, Jason knows she's staying there. I yeah. mean, come on, man. But whatever. It's it's fine. I feel uh, that would curtail, curtail my activities. I, th- I think My brother would. was sleeping in the next well, room. Well, you're not a panther. That's true. They, they have needs. They have to express <laughs> their glands. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> but uh yeah probably the rest of hot shot doesn't feel the same way yeah i guess not yep uh so she stops by home to grab some supplies and she runs into terry belfort and i really like his character i don't have anything funny to say about him but he's mm. just a really interesting complex character and i think that charlene harris must know veterans from yeah. The Vietnam War, who suffered from PTSD. I'd be friends with Terry Belfort. Like he, he's just like he's quiet. He just like does his thing, you know. Yeah, but he's really complex. Like he has bad times, and she talks about like what he does like doing to kind of exercise those demons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's a really cool like C plot character. Yeah, I agree. Even that just somebody in her little world. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah, God, I'm glad she doesn't think about him the way she thinks about JB. I know. <laughs> he, he was there's crazy with the shit house rat. Yeah, he did a great job cleaning up my kitchen, but man, he's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't trust him alone with kids, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh. And then I drove past T- Terry Belfleur and I thought, what a psycho he is. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 12. She moves into the rental house. So I was wondering about this. Um, what at what point do you think she becomes able to block vampires from entry? Because she like you know she's moved into this new place. Yeah. Is it like the minute she walks in? Is it when she unpacks? Is it like when, when she they, takes when hands her the keys? When she first takes her big mega dump there? Because, <laughs> you know, vampires have a really good sense of smell. Is what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that must be it. This, this home smells habitat. <laughs> yeah, she's marked her territory. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I don't really explain it. I know that um, you know she clearly can do that now, but I wonder. Yeah, or if you're, like, staying in a hotel or an Airbnb. Great question, yeah. Yeah, what are these rules? Good question. Mm Mm-hmm. She visits Calvin at the hospital and figures out that he's having Crystal watch Jason just with her vagina, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, she's keeping a real close eye on parts of him. If he goes anywhere, she's going to know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, for a Panther, he's kind of a, like, a mundane, like, Dude, you know, he's mm-hmm. like into sports and fishing, hunting or whatever. I don't think he's ever going to win Sookie over like that, though, you know? Calvin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I, I, he, needs to I'm acc- not... he needs to accidentally reveal that he runs an underground fight club or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or he's just so broken and he needs her help. She's probably like, eh, you're too, like, 
settled. Yeah, you got to shit together too much. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm on Team Calvin. I think that she, he is her best option right now, even though he lives in crazy inbred Hicktown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we will talk more about that later, right? But yeah, absolutely. I, I think that of the men in her life, he's the least... The one that is least likely to get her shot or stabbed or beat up, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why he's going to fail. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, there's no risk of being stabbed or shot. So he's not interested. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, speaking of being shot, she stops at the library on her way to work and is shot in the parking lot. <laughs> she can't go return books without right. someone yeah. shooting her. She's been thinking about returning these books for days. Yeah. <laughs> this is the major plan. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess the snipers decided that she's aware of something, you know, her, her psychic powers... Uh, must count, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yes. Either way, she gets just enough warning to duck, which is you know fine. Yeah, she wakes up in the hospital, and luckily it's not serious. Jason is there, and he's super happy because he has an alibi, so he can't be the shooter. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Yeah, yeah. so he's fine. Yeah. yeah, real real concerned about everything, isn't he? Uh, Bill's there for some reason too, which you know I'm telling you, she needs to put a damn bell on that guy. He just like shows up every. <laughs> So you can hear him jingling when he's coming. Yeah. It is It is nice, though, that he, like, stays the night with her so she can feel safe enough to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's one way of looking at it. The other way is that he's been hovering around waiting for a moment of weakness. Vulnerability. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he certainly doesn't uh, hold back from, like, starting in with the whole, did you ride that Viking fuck machine thing, right? Like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do have a bit of a relationship talk. And she's yeah. like, yep, rode it all the way to Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> And it's none of your goddamn business. The next day she's discharged and someone has paid her bill. And I want our non-American listeners to realize the enormity of that there. She owes someone. That that dug her out of, I don't know, several years of financial servitude at least. Yeah, I would would estimate like even just for a day, she's looking at like over $10,000 in hospital bills, I'd imagine. Yeah, like probably 50K or something. Yeah, which is... Insane, but not uh, not that surprising. Yeah, even x-rays can cost you like 6000 or more. Yep. Yeah. I gotta say, and like... You know, if she was with Calvin Norris, she'd have that health insurance. <laughs> that <laughs> is true. Would, he's, yeah. he's, uh, he's set up properly, you know? Um, but it's actually kind of hard to say who did this, because she has like a list of suitors at this point who have the financial means to do that, right? It always surprises me how uh, poor all these people are. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, I always think of vampires as having lived forever and have giant investment accounts or whatever. But, you know, Eric actually needs the income from that bar. You know, Bill seems to need the income too. Those fairies, Claudine and, and Claude, they, they work, right? They mm-hmm. need a job. Yeah. I mean, just because you're ancient doesn't mean you're good with money, right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. You know, the financial crash hits everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Claudine and Claude... Uh, Claudine's brother, Claude, he picks her up at the hospital and he's gorgeous, but a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. I actually wrote down, there's a positive Sookie scan of Claude because this was so funny. Claudine had mentioned that Claude had just broken up with his boyfriend too. So he was unattached, all six feet of him, accessorized with rippling black hair and rippling muscles and a six pack that could have been featured in abs weekly. (laughs) Mentally add to that a pair of brown velour soft eyes, a chiseled jaw, and a sensuous mouth with a pouty bottom lip. You've got Claude. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah, she's wow. into it. Yeah. Spicy. Yeah. He actually asked Sookie to take romance cover photos with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, that, that, that is funny. Like a modeling gig for Sookie. I mean, yeah, she's cute, but I don't know if she's on Claude's level, right? Yeah, I don't know. Is, is, is she literally the only blonde he knows? No idea. Yeah, I don't know. He's probably, uh, I don't think Claude is really a long-term planner kind of guy. So he's probably, she's probably the blonde that he's talking to right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, okay. you're a blonde. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We also get an interesting tidbit about Sweetie. Uh, Apparently she was a stripper until she had a mysterious disfiguring accident. Oh, she sold a sniper. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I, I think even even last episode we were calling her like Sniping Sweetie or something. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, something scarred her so she couldn't strip anymore. Yeah. Um, She goes home and Arlene stops by with dinner, which is nice, and tells her that the arson investigator that she's dating is on a stakeout to try and catch the sniper. I gotta say, Arlene's visit uh, includes a moment that was so ridiculous it completely broke my immersion. Uh, you know, like we've we've heard a lot about about a lot of weird stuff in these books, fairies, minads, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Sookie gets a plate for her Wendy's. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? <laughs> I've never heard that in a million yeah. years. Like, like there are two ways that you eat fast food. You you either eat it straight, like from your fist, like <laughs> grasping your fist, right. like, with a hat, or, in the car, or if 
if you are civilized, you take it out of the bag and use the bag as a plate. Right. But, yeah. but she goes to the cabinet, takes a plate out and puts the fast food like, on it. Like a hard like, plate? Like a plate you have to wash? Yeah. Wait, what is, is she going to use silverware to yeah, like cut it up or yeah, something? I, I was like, what is going on? Has has this person ever... Oh, oh man. Yeah. I had yeah, it. The, the, the whole point of fast food is that, that you've failed in, in managing your life. Yeah. To the point where you can do nothing except eat this nasty, greasy, <laughs> like... Reconstituted chicken scraps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the the goal is to consume it as quickly as possible, just like jam it down your throat. Right. right. It's like the those birds that you have to hide your shame from God when you eat the little bird. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like that, but, it, but there's there's no napkins that cover your face, so you just eat as fast as you can. Right. Out of everything weird that has happened in these books, that is obviously the most bizarre one. I, I'm <laughs> telling you, it really. It's, it's like it fairies, it. vampires, my nad, eating Wendy's on a plate. I, okay, I believe that Charlene Harris has has met Vietnam veterans. I believe she's been to Shreveport. I believe even that she's met fairies and vampires. I do not believe she's ever eaten fast food. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only conclusion I come to. This is like a glaring blind spot in the author's realm of experience. Because she doesn't know how to... Yeah, this is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Anyway, later, Andy stops by to question Sookie. And she finds out from him that the bullet in Sam's leg didn't match all the various other snipings that have been done. I find it ironic that Andy was there to do police investigation and he got significantly less from Sookie than she got from him. Right. (laughs) You know, like in terms of mystery information. But yeah, the fact that Sam's bullet didn't match is very interesting. It is. The answer seems really obvious in retrospect. Sam shot himself, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to get sympathy, right? Must be it. Yeah. She thinks about how she read the mind of the shooter and the shooter thought that she was inhuman. Mm-hmm. She's get she gets all kinds of interesting visitors. Tara stops by, and we find out that her old vampire boyfriend passed Tara to Mickey to pay off a debt to Mickey's master. Yeah, and yeah. This is pretty fucking sad. It is sad. Sookie plays detective. She questions Tara to find out who Mickey's master is. Yep. So it was basically payment for a debt. And now she's trapped. I guess. Like, and she's pretty sure that Mickey's gonna kill her. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. She won't kill him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, these people live in a bizarre fantasy world where they hesitate to kill people. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I just kill people whenever I feel the feel whenever the mood strikes me. <laughs> <laughs> whenever they're asleep, yeah, that's the time you get them. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, and the, and it's so convenient. Vampires sleep during the day when I'm awake. Mm, I just yeah. kill them every time. Makes sense. That's, yeah, that's their their one weakness. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah it seems like. I don't know if it's here or later when she talks to Tara about this, but Tara seems a little more complicit than she's letting on, right? Like she's kind of, like she could have left, but she just didn't want to because of the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's kind of, I think that's in this conversation where she talks about like how it happened and she kind of realizes that, yeah, yeah, she, that, that Franklin says certain things that she like feels like she takes a front to, but at the same time she knows her right, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I have not been particularly impressed by Tara as a person. Because yeah. remember, she was also dating that guy, Eggs, and he's the one who like convinced her to go to this World Status Sex Club party. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 That was awful. Come is on, Eggs Tara. dead? I can't remember if Eggs is still alive. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He got eaten up by the mine ad. Yeah. He, no, he was in the fire. Oh, right. Ripped right. his that's body that's apart that's limb from limb that's first. That's <laughs> tragic, tragic fire. Yeah. <laughs> that mutilated all those people horribly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I still think there's like an, an analogy between her and Suki, right? Because mm-hmm. Suki went from one vampire to another, like to that vampire's boss or something, in a way that from the outside could look very kind of shitty. Terry even says as much, right? During that conversation, she says something like, "Is that how it was with Bill and, and Eric?" And she's like, "No, yeah, no, I would not do that." Sorry, sorry, Tara. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, I, I mean. Sookie even asked her, do you, do you want to kill him? You know, I'll help you kill him. Because we know Sookie doesn't have any of those restrictions or limitations about killing yeah. uh, mm-hmm. killing somebody. Um, but yeah, either way, she decides to try and do it the above board way, right? Yeah, and I was thinking about it too, because Tara's like, yeah, I stood above him one night. But remember when she went to Tara's house to get the like outfit to borrow in yeah. the middle of the day? It was during the day. And, and Tara was like, you know, don't go into the other room. So she deduced that Mickey must be there. If Mickey's sleeping over during the day when he is completely helpless, why doesn't she just like leave some curtains open? Yeah. Yeah. Again, this is a bizarre fantasy world where people don't like to murder other people. Uh, uh, I mean, this, 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 uh, I, 
yeah, but this he, guy's a jerk. Yeah, he really, he's like, he's, he's, like, kind of an asshole, you know? Like, he's, like, he talks so, mean. Do you, do you think you should stake Andy Belfour, who is also a jerk? I mean, if it would work. Yeah, right? <laughs> she could get away with it. Yeah. Chapter 13. Sookie calls Eric for a favor, which is to help get Mickey away from Tara. I have to say that the very brief exchange that she has with Pam is just reaffirms yeah, how much I like love Pam. It's kind the highlight of the whole book, honestly. Every time Pam is on, on stage or on paper, man, oh, it just makes me so happy. I just enjoy her very much. I think I would, you know, speak, people I'd be friends with. I'd be friends with Pam, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She asks if she, if she, could, she could transfer him. She's like, oh, I don't know how to do that. She says <laughs> disdainfully, like, why would I know how to do that? <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. And uh, she asked to, you know, okay, will you take the phone to him? She's like, eh, <laughs> you're always entertaining. Something always happens when you're around. <laughs> <laughs> something crazy happens. Yeah. yeah. And doesn't she call somebody like a son of a misbegotten horror or something? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, they love it when I say that shit to him. Yeah. <laughs> She's so great. Yeah. Oh, I love, love Pam. Mm-hmm. Eric says that he will talk to Mickey's master, whose name is Salome. Um in return for Sookie telling him what happened while he was with her and he did and he didn't have his memory. Yeah, this is the moment that's that Eric has been waiting for. A moment when, you know, he has leverage, right? Yeah, yeah. that happened fast. Like how long has it been since he left? Oh, like what, twenty four hours maybe, right? Yeah, like uh, less than a week. Yeah. Yeah. Not very long at all. But yeah. Sookie tells him everything. Which was actually pretty funny. She's like, Okay, I'm gonna have fun with this. Yeah, she tells him about the awesome sex, about Eric offering to give his vampire life her, and about the killing and disposal of Debbie Pelt. And weirdly the killing is not the thing that he's most disturbed by of all those things, right? <laughs> I mean, is it that weirdly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I offered to give up my life for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Well. Like, you were the best sex I ever had. <laughs> and she doesn't mention that he, didn't he, have he had no memory at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric calls Mickey's master Salome. And it turns out that it totally benefits him anyway. Because yeah. he knew Mickey was in trouble for entering. Uh, they knew he was Mickey was in trouble for entering Eric's area in the first place without notifying him. And Salome would want to know that one of her children was not behaving properly. Yeah. So Eric definitely comes out on top of all of these things. It was an interesting conversation too. Like not exactly ritualized, like some of the conversations between the supernatural things are, but like the way that he talks to her and requests help is kind of interesting. I guess it's because she's a superior, right? He says he says something along long lines of like, "Oh, I'm not asking for a favor, but if you want to do a favor in return, that yeah. would be cool." You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very circuitous. Yeah. There's a lot of currents in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but either way, Salome is more than willing to, to help. Since... I'd like to know this woman. Yeah, she sounds cool. She... she does sound cool. Yeah. And with a name like that, she's probably got a pretty cool history, you know? Yeah. I, I, she uh... could be in the Bible. <laughs> no, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it might be that Salome, yeah. <laughs> and like she owns a casino now. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Mickey comes to attack Sookie because he's pissed off that Salome knows. And he has Tara hostage. So thankfully, Eric is still there. If Mickey had thought at all, he probably would have waited until the you know deadly, powerful vampire wasn't there anymore. Yeah, uh, he manages to knock Eric down with a rock. Eric drinks from Sookie, which sounds awful. Yeah, I, I gotta say, like the the rock to the head is surprisingly effective, right? Like this yeah. is an ancient vampire who's like you know with godlike powers, you just beat him in the head with a rock, and like, there he goes. Yeah. I mean, I guess like vampires are super strength, so if Mickey like gets him like pretty square in the head with a rock, that is true. Crack the skull. I mean, it's unclear how the how life after death in the form of vampirism works but if his brain is still doing the doing the cogitation for him the damaging the brain will still you know knock him out Mm -hmm. yeah well it definitely does but not for as long as mickey would have hoped i guess yeah so he invites mickey in unfortunately because he's killing tara he tries to fucking rape her and she i it's it was a moment i appreciate she's like i'm so tired of being you know meant threatening that way like Mm-hmm. What was it? She says, I'm sick of Boogeyman's dick or something like that. Yeah. So she cleverly, quickly rescinds his invitation while his dick's still hanging out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he he can't do anything. He tries to grab Tara on the way out, but yeah. 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 So it's, it ends up being kind of unintentionally comedic. Uh, but Salome will find and punish him. Yeah, it's, it's funny because, you know, he, he immediately bolts and Eric calls Salome back to let her know what he's done. And it, uh, she just like starts cackling or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she's going to hunt him or something. Ooh. That's going to yeah. be a good, a fitting ending for Mickey, I think. Yeah, it sounds yes. like Mickey's going to be having a very bad time for from here on. So I imagine yeah. someone that's been around for a long time like Salome and has, you know, existed before everybody came out of the open. It probably is 
has a lot of capacity for cruelty oh, not yeah. a lot of outlets for it right now oh yeah mm-hmm. absolutely she's this she's gonna have a good old time probably yeah. yep and then they they clean up a little bit and Suki makes eric sweep for a while and he knows, <laughs> he's a bar owner who can't sweep yeah he doesn't do that he's he doesn't never, do never swept once pam is Come a on. bar manager who doesn't know how to transfer someone on their phone <laughs> these, these are these are tasks that are beneath them yeah. <laughs> they have they have people for that right yeah uh, she cleans up tara and eric chews her out yeah tara refuses to get any sort of treatment magical or medical which i found very frustrating mm-hmm. i mean I, I know her inju- injuries aren't like fatal but still like fun you know yeah yeah i, I mean i kind of feel for tara here you know when you're in that kind of a situation, it's an abusive situation. You're not always thinking right. Mm-hmm. And to have Eric sit down there and say, well, you did some really stupid stuff. That's not helpful. Yeah, yeah. that's true. No, you're right. Uh, that That is certainly not going to help anything. Mm-hmm. And it ends weirdly. Bill comes to help clean up and Sookie thinks about having a threesome with them and gets a fit of the giggles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's more than a passing thought too. She's like, really? Huh, yeah. 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 I mean, she could make that happen right now if she I, wanted to. I think that Suki absolutely has the 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 the, the chutzpah or whatever to to get to make that happen right now. Like, I yeah. think Eric would be into it. I don't know if Bill would be into it. He probably wouldn't, but I think he would do it for Suki. You know, yeah, fair enough. Asked. Yeah, because we know Eric will fuck anything. So <laughs> that's true. Even <laughs> Suki. <laughs> uh, but no, she she decides to kick them out instead of trying to set up that reason. Mm-hmm. Chapter fourteen. She goes into work and sees Sweetie, and the first thing Sweetie says to her is, you're a hard woman to kill. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, like, ding, 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 ding. Right? Yeah, this, this whole conversation, it's just like, so, uh, did you hear anything? When How did you know to dodge the bullet that somebody shot at you? <laughs> so, oh, so, man. So sus. Yeah, yeah I know. Oh. Sorry, before this, though, I do want to say, um, you know, Sookie receives just like a, a whole bunch of flowers mm-hmm. uh, from the town and everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess who uh, my favorite is of all the flowers she receives? Let's hear it. Yeah, it is, uh, of course, Pam, because <laughs> uh, her note says, don't get shot anymore from the gang at Fantasia. <laughs> Thanks, Pam. Thanks, Pam. I mean, it wasn't a vagina flower, but that is true. a good sentiment. <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. I thought Calvin's was the nicest. You know, I mean, like, yeah. Something she can plant. A nice plant. Yeah, that can you know, make things smell nice in no, the spring. His was absolutely the most thoughtful, but Pam's was the most entertaining. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, if, if Pam was in the running, I'd be team Pam, but right now I'm team Calvin. No, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Although he's, you know, I, I would have been team LC last book, but he's he's turned kind of... Oh, God, I know. LC so is the worst now. Manipulative and mm-hmm. shitty. Yeah. I'm still team Eric. I love how, like, when they're hanging out at her rental house talking about things she's like oh man somebody's out there and like he's like oh really but he's actually loving it because eric <laughs> just wants things to be chaos all the time oh yeah <laughs> love it uh, Suki and sam have a little chat figure out that it's got to be a supernatural creature who's been shooting people um because whoever shot Suki must have caught the scent of calvin on her so they decide to go on a detective date where Suki's going to have sam sniff crime scenes yeah they're like Hey, sweetie, we got to go for now, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we're going to go try to figure this out. We'll be here, here, and here. <laughs> yeah. So this is where we're going to try and solve these murders. Okay, yeah. sweetie? You know that spot where you already have a, a sniper location picked out? We're going to right there. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if you see anything or hear anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Suki has a little talk with Charles. Um, she reads the minds of the cops who are there to find out that they're going to be doing another stakeout that night. Um, Charles tells her that he worked for the King of Mississippi, which makes her very uneasy because last time we saw the King of Mississippi, he had captured and was torturing Bill. Yeah, he. I, I wouldn't say that Sookie and the King of Mississippi are on like bad terms exactly, but like he's not going to be sending her flowers either, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sam turns into a bloodhound and they go check out the locations. They run into a, once again, drunk Andy Belfleur and mm-hmm. an armed sweetie. <gasps> what? Oh, sweetie. Shocking. <laughs> so they solved the mystery. <laughs> sort of. I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah well, that, the that, mystery that, solves them, I guess. I think this is this is basically like a naive detective agency plan. It's like, <laughs> just go find the places where the sniper likes to shoot people and hang out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah spring that trap. They did spring that trap. Mm-hmm. It turns out that she was bit during a car wreck years previously, but only partially turns and it made her lose her boyfriend. So she's been killing shifters around the region for three years. Yeah. So so Sweetie confesses 
to all these murders in front of a cop. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'll be the first to say that Andy is a terrible uh, detective, a terrible police officer, but I think even he could button up this case at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but things end pretty abruptly because mm-hmm. uh, Calvin Norris's bodyguard, what's his name? Dawson. Dawson, Dawson shows up. Yeah, he sneaks up on Sweetie, but he's shot by Sweetie, and then Andy shoots Sweetie. and So, by Sweetie, I guess. Yeah. And then he almost shoots Sookie? Yeah. There's a minute there where, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on in his head, but it seems like he's about to shoot her. I guess he decides not to because he needs someone to corroborate his story or whatever, but uh, yeah. Andy yes. needs to stop drinking. You remember when he showed up to the sex party with the Minad and he was like stinking drunk? Yeah, this is yeah. the thing, right? On the other hand. Mm-hmm. Andy gets drunk and the crimes get solved, right? <laughs> well, solved. They, they, well, they stop happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the situation resolves itself. That is a good point. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, he can, he's a cop, right? He can say whatever happened, happened, right? So you're right. Like, by most measures, he is a bad cop. But when it comes to coming up with a fake story to explain this crime scene, he does a really good job. <laughs> does he, though? It's a weird one. Well, he says that the explanation is that why Sookie's in the alley with this naked man, Dawson, they were looking for his missing dog and they had sex in an alley in like February. Yeah, it is. Where she's completely dressed and people know her. No, that's not really like her thing. It's well, fun. All it's, the it's other police. Not, like the story isn't necessarily good because remember, the story only flies because Andy Belfleur is friends with the police department. Right. Police. Yeah, all but the police are like. up with it fast. Yeah, that is before true. Before the other cops show up. The other cops are staking this place out, remember. He goes over the true. story in like 10 seconds. That is true. Fair it's enough. like he's got it locked and loaded or something. Yeah. Hmm. And there's this great moment. He asks Sookie if there's anything weird about the woman he's dating, Hallie. Mm-hmm. And Hallie, <laughs> who has been nothing but kind, <laughs> incredibly kind this entire time to Sookie. Like, didn't she even, like, bring her, like, flowers or, like, a dish or something when she, one of the times she was hurt? Yeah. She's like, well, there's nothing wrong with her except the stupid way she spells her name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn, Sookie. Wow. Come on. Sookie, you didn't think that. You said that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you gotta wonder, are all the Sookie skins like in her head or just sometimes you just say them out loud and we just don't realize? Yeah, yeah. people don't avoid you because they think you're crazy. They avoid you because you're a terrible person who's constantly saying mean things. You're kind of an asshole, Sookie. Yeah. It reminds me of that 30 Rock where Liz Lemon was convinced that she was bullied by everybody else and it turns out that she was the bully. <laughs> That's right. How's your mom's pill addiction? <laughs> oh. Oh. But anyway, that's over. Uh, so that's one storyline tied up. The next day, Alcide comes to tell Sookie that she is doubly a friend of the pack now. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. So she has to go to the pack leader contest. And she's like, I'm not in the mood for this wear bullshit right now. So I'm going to make a casserole and go deliver it to this, wear, this weird <laughs> town of wear people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She makes a dish to take to Calvin's. Patrick Fernan is there. She has a chat and a kiss with Calvin. And it looks like things might actually be happening. Yeah. Until she realizes that Calvin sired a child with another woman in the community. Yeah. yeah. Like, like no. she knows, like, theoretically about the fucked up incest of Hotshot. But to have it kind of put in her face like that is mm-hmm. a little much. Well, I was wondering, because, like, if she realized that was something he was doing with, like, multiple women in the community, that's one thing. But what if it was just... He was the baby daddy for the, you know, the woman who lived next door. Like, that's not nearly... Sookie is not okay with that. Yeah, yeah she's very not okay. okay. Yeah, she's very judgy, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, I thought this woman was implied to be, you know, like his sister or something. Uh, I oh, mean... God. Maybe not his sister, but at least his cousin, right? Like, they're all... There's yeah. two last names in Hotshot. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all Norris's or Hart's. So you got... Uh, yeah. Gross. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Um, Patrick Fernand tries to threaten Sookie, and he just pisses her off enough that she's going to go support Jackson Hobo. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> this is a big mistake, because up until now, Sookie had, didn't have a horse in the uh, werewolf race. race, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> a dog in the race. Whatever. She didn't have a, any investment in it, but now she's like, all right, well, now, now I care. Mm-hmm. Now it's personal. Chapter 15. The next day, Alcide summons Sookie to the contest. Uh, Claude and Claudine are there, and hey, we see Dr. Ludwig again. Yay. In case anybody needs to be licked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might the, come up. The, she's like, I still yeah. don't know what that person is, but you know, she's a great doctor. <laughs> is she, though? Yeah, is, is she? she? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen her do what we would call doctoring yet. No. Yep. 
Uh, there's going to be a three test challenge. Yeah, they, she shows up this party and there's an ambulance waiting in the parking lot before the party even starts. Okay, this is honestly pretty brilliant, right? Just think about how many of the tough situations that happen in these books could have been solved if Sookie traveled everywhere with an ambulance. You know, just in case. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's necessarily for Sookie. You know, maybe it's for someone else that Sookie had to hit with a chain. You don't know. I mean, right? Right. But still nice to have it handy. <laughs> Like at the very least, you could have a an ambulance on speed dial. Just like, oh yeah, I have a this. I have an ambulance yeah, guy, the, right? The county should probably have an ambulance available for her. <laughs> just call this number and say Sookie sent you, <laughs> or sorry, mumble it through your broken jar or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I I was struck by this being a really clever idea for the situation, you know. But she recognizes the referee. He's a big old hunk of man. From he was at Colonel Flood's funeral. He's a Enormous man, he's some sort of shifter, and his name is Quinn. Yeah, and he's uh, yeah, he's he's the biggest man she's ever seen. Which he's six six. I mean, like, that's, that's I mean, that's not big that's tall. Seen. Yeah, that's really, that's like the tallest person I've ever seen in real life. Really, except I, like at NFL games. I had a friend in college who was six uh, nine, I think. Oh my but god, he was quite tall. Yeah, yeah. it um, seems very tall to me. But it is it is it is big yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. But not the biggest I've ever seen, you know? I've seen bigger. <laughs> you know, she's from Bontemps, you know? All they, get is, they get, like, vampires, and the vampires are all from the past. They're all short. Oh, know? that's a good point, yeah. Like, Eric is, is considered tall, and he's probably, like, what, 5'9 or something? Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Like, Bill was a Confederate soldier. So. Yeah, he's probably, like, 4'11". I mean, they, they could probably share clothes. Yeah. Probably. She does. She borrows Bill's clothes at one point. I think they mentioned that, right? Well, in, yeah, like, right? in this book, I think she borrows some of his clothes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, they have the the tests. The first is an agility test. It's just an obstacle course. Like and a, I have, an agility course, Yeah, right? that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking about. I was going back to watching those those ones. Yeah, so presumably there's some like cute circus music playing in the background. So yeah, there's fun, like right? an owner like running around with them, clicking yeah. a thing and giving them peanut butter treats. <laughs> <laughs> These tests are ridiculous. Is this really how they choose their leader? Uh-huh, apparently. I thought it was going to be like a motorcycle riding test or something at least. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. The second yeah. one was an endurance test. Just holding a silver bar, bar in your mouth, which, that's boring. I could do that, you know? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, Sookie reads the mind of Patrick second and finds out that he put numbing cream on the silver bar uh, that the two wolves had to hold. So but Quinn par- determines Patrick loses, but apparently it just doesn't matter. Yeah, I was I was like, like, you're, really? This is, this doesn't, this doesn't count? They're, yeah. they're, it, not only does it not count, what it really means is now the, the last contest is now to the death where it wasn't before. I think... Yeah, this is this is really weird. It goes completely sideways on Sookie. It's yeah. like the Great British Baking Show. There's three challenges. They say they all count, but it's really only the last one, the showstopper, that matters. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. You're right. Yeah. This is a lot like the, the Great British Baking Show. And, and, and the way that at the end, all the chefs have to put their necks in Paul Hollywood's mouth <laughs> given the option to tear their throat out. That's I mean, right. he's a silver, silver wolf <laughs> or something. That's, that's right. Yeah. So now all it means is that Patrick can continue, but he has to win the last test decisively decisively yeah. which is a cage fight he does a level of blood sport right yeah and quinn's like hey you see that cage over there she's like yeah he's like yeah i want you to go in there <laughs> all the wolves are about to fight <laughs> i don't know like, their minds or something <laughs> so he's like okay <laughs> <laughs> there's two wolves that are, you know for a fact are about to kill someone yeah then she's like hey stranger who i just met will you guarantee my safety he's like yeah she's like okay that's good enough for me <laughs> let's do it yeah and uh incidentally it, it doesn't work right like uh, on the way out, like she reads their minds. Everyone's on the up and up, so 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 and so forth. But uh, yeah, she gets injured on the way out. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, yeah. and then, <laughs> and it's, then it's licking time. Doctor Quinn. Like Sookie's just used to it at this point. She's like, oh, you know, here's another person who thinks my blood is yum yum delicious. I guess. <laughs> well, because Doctor Ludwig's come over to check, and she's like, yeah, you're fine. So obviously, Quinn. Went to the same medical school. She yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, so, just lick it. Sounds like Quinn is taking care of everything. <laughs> yeah, when she said it's fine, what she means is you know how to treat this wound with your licking. <laughs> you licks her leg. Yeah. I don't get that at all. Uh, her blood is delicious, Jeff. Well, okay, I guess her blood is delicious, but do where people have special healing licks? No. Yeah. Like, her blood. Should they be even grosser? Like, haven't you always heard that? Like, how dirty dogs' mouths are. No, dog mouths are actually pretty clean. Oh, never mind. That's yeah. what it. They, yeah. they still eat shit and lick their buttholes. Yeah, I know, and that's that's why it's so weird that human mouths are actually dirtier. I don't think I don't, that's actually true. No, I believe <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but it's all worth it because she gets a good look at those nips. <laughs> that is true. 
Yeah, and she enjoys it. She's like yeah, right she's, close they, up. They're both into it. They're, this is like a real like sexy wound licking session they have <laughs> at this moment when the two wolves are fighting to the death five feet away. You have to keep in mind that all like all of Suki's sexual experiences have been with somebody who likes to drink her blood. So she has like a weird like. She probably has a tie up here, right? Yeah. Between the sex and the uh, blood stuff. Yeah, yeah. Somebody like starts drinking her blood and she's just like sploosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it go time now, huh? <laughs> Patrick has disabled Jackson. He has declared the winner and he kills Jackson Herbeau. Yeah, that seems a little excessive. Yeah. And this feels like bad news, news for Sookie because I'm pretty sure Sookie just had a, like a, a little bit of a, a tiff with Patrick Furnham, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's, on, she's down on this guy's good side already. But he's a little busy because he's having sex with a teenager. Right, yeah. which is the fourth step in the three-step ritual. Yeah. yeah. The ceremonial fucking. Gross, in front of everybody. Yeah. I want to know more about the Fae world, though, because Claudine is there and she's getting very upset. And Claude tells Sookie how he saw her fighting in the Elf Wars in Iowa. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? This reminded me of the Harry Potter books where they're, where they're like, oh. Wizard history is boring. I'm like, I want to hear more about the fucking Goblin Wars, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he, he makes some sort of comment about her getting closer to the light, which I also want to know more about. Yeah. But she's like, oh, I cannot take any more of these arcane, like, supernatural rules <laughs> yeah. and stuff right now. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, this is the only thing that I care about right now. <laughs> which is curious to me, because at one point she'd said before that she was trying to become an angel. And isn't that a crossover? Aren't angels, a, like, a Christian thing? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I thought. But, yeah. you know, or a Jewish thing too, right? The mythology here is all, yeah, it's, it's all like all Abrahamic traditions, right? Yeah. But, but I mean, I think these are, this in this fantasy world, all the different things seem to be interwoven. You know, yeah. like Greek, ancient Greek stuff. You That's know. true, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I think that Quinn is not a very good referee of this situation. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a very good doctor either. But like, <laughs> well, he, I mean, he, he, he licked her leg really well. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't catch the, uh, he didn't catch the fake silver or the, the doctored silver bar, uh-huh. which he could have caught by like touching or smelling the silver bars. Probably. Yeah. And then the, the vote goes weird and the guy gets killed that wasn't supposed to get killed. Well, the thing to remember is that he's entirely impartial, right? Like that's the reason for him being here. So he's not making any decisions. He's just like, overseeing it so if the pack says and then one, and then one of the wolves like tries to take a bite out of Suki and she gets hurt uh-huh when after he's guaranteed her safety yeah, yeah. right well I, I think mean this guy sucks <laughs> why did she trust him because he's six six yeah great question yeah chapter 16 she goes into work and Sam smells her Quinn is a were tiger of course he is. Yeah. Okay, that's a thing, I guess. I think that's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I mentioned that Were Tiger is totally what I would go for, so that'd be me. It's a pretty good one. Oh, also, uh, you know, as they're leaving, uh, Suki gets a read on Alcide, and he blames Suki for the death of his dad, which is so fucking stupid. I like, yeah. oh, man. Alcide's the worst. Yeah, he's actually just just terrible, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like so Su- much promise at the beginning. I know. I feel like Sookie really dodged a bullet. If you had asked, like Jeff it's, said, it's, it's, I think it's all this werewolf bullshit. Like, yeah. This, this pack politics stuff. Mm-hmm. This stuff sucks. This ritual sucks. These people suck. Yeah. So like the part of Alcide that's not part of this werewolf pack is good, but Sookie just saw the other side of him. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he apparently there was a chance he would have been like kicked out of the pack. I think it would have been the best thing that happened to him getting like. He should have. He should just leave. Be his own pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bubba shows up at work with a message from Eric that he, we're not sure who he is, is a hitman. But we don't get any more info out of him. Yeah, very cryptic. Thanks, Bubba. Yeah. Not super helpful. Yeah. Bubba's like, well, I heard that there's always two mysteries in a book and we already solved one of them. <laughs> the shooter was, so. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that your Elvis voice? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my Elvis voice. Yeah, that's a really so good, good impression. Yeah. Well, was Elvis here? <laughs> my first thought was that the he was Eric. Like, that's the message from Eric. He's a hitman. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, I mean, like, a, is he saying he's a pussy slayer? Like, what is it? I'm not what I seem. I'm a pussy slayer. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'm sorry, Eric. Everyone knows you're a pussy slayer. <laughs> yeah, it's well known. Yeah. But, of course, the he to which El- whom Elvis was referring is Charles, who reveals himself when he comments that he's never heard Elvis sing. Yeah. And he said that he was in the Mississippi... Uh, with the King of Mississippi when Elvis would have sung and everybody would have remembered that. That is true, yeah. Uh, it's it's funny because like Bubba's message is entirely irrelevant because literally five minutes later, Charles is like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but and he, so he, so when Sookie calls him out, he immediately jumps her 
which was a huge mistake. Uh, he should know by now, having hung around Suki a little bit, that he needs to bring back up. Because yeah. what what happens? Suki jams the silver cross into his mouth and then like... The entire bar yeah. comes piling through the door. Yeah, yeah that's and, right. And hold him down. And, yeah. And Suki's like, don't kill him. And and Charles Twining is like, yeah, go ahead and kill me. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> says, and done. Okie dokie. <laughs> and, and yeah. I love that. That's actually pretty great. Catfish is one of my favorite characters also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Man, he I, and Pam should get together. Catfish yeah. and Pam. Catfish, oh, I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd read, I'd read that spin-off series. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I think this is another thing that sort of betrays Suki's idea that the whole town doesn't care about her and avoids her because she's in like a little trouble, like, well, not a little trouble, a lot of trouble from a very dangerous person. And the entire bar gets in there and like lynches the guy. Yeah. 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 Small town justice, right? Speaking of which, I thought it was really, really interesting that Charlene Harris brought up lynching. Yeah. That she even addressed that. I'm glad she did. Yeah. Yeah. How it it would appear on the surface is this kind of a similar thing, but the power dynamic is very different. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, Eric shows up and explains uh, that why Charles went after Sookie. He was trying to punish Eric for the death of remember Long Shadow, that first bartender. Yeah, yeah. remember that there was that throwaway comment at the beginning of this book about how oh the guy who I killed who's his boss is pissed off. Apparently, this is that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yeah, he sent Charles. Um, and she figures out Charles must have killed poor Jeff Marriott, that guy who everybody thought had set fire to Sookie's house. Yeah, heir to the Marriott fortune. <laughs> the Marriott fortune, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah. Well, also, also, he shot Sam, but intentionally, because the point was to shoot Sam so that he would need a new bartender so that Charles Twining could get hired on as the bartender. Very yeah. convoluted. Yeah, that, that just seemed, because he wanted to somehow make it Set up so you could make it look like an accent? I, I, I don't know. I can only imagine when you're a vampire hitman, you've killed so many people that you just got to make it Always looking for something new. Yeah. <laughs> new angle. It's like, yeah. okay, I need to figure out a way that, to kill this person. I've never killed them before. So I'm going to become a bartender at their bar, come to live with them in their in their house, set fire to their house and frame a guy for being a ch- member of the church that kills vampires and somehow yeah. wants to kill her too. Honestly, I mean, I have played the hitman game a lot, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good. And there's a lot of stuff in there where you're like, I've got to I've got to knock this person out, steal their kimono, so I can sneak into their chalet, <laughs> and then I'm going to undo the screws on their propane heater, and right. then I'm going to go steal some cigarettes from this other guy, and I'm going to leave them by their bedside, and so they're going to they're going to take the cigarettes and go outside and smoke them and blow up next to the propane, <laughs> and that's that's how you win. Okay, so so maybe maybe Charles Twining has played the hitman games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, this whole like vengeance by proxy thing is let's add this to the very long list of reasons that you don't want to hang out with vampires. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of, Eric has a job for Sookie. Yeah, there's going to be some sort of a vampire summit that he wants her to help out with in a few months. And she's like, well, I don't know. I might be busy. But but yes. Yeah, we know what's going to happen here. Yeah. It's like, but Sookie, you must do it for book six. I mean, you must do it for vampire reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? No. um, This is, is, as always, kind of silly, but a lot of fun. And... um, yeah, Alcide, Boo, Bill, Boo, Eric, eh, maybe. He's uh, all right. Calvin Norris, even with the incest thing, seems like Sookie's best option. I gotta say. <laughs> I know, right? Even he's, with the incest thing. He's like the most acceptable uh, incest or incest, incestuizer, whatever, yeah. that I've ever read about. <laughs> yeah, the most sympathetic incestuous. Like, yeah, he, he wants to get with her and, and like make a good life for her so the. Can stop, stop having his cousin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> seems seems good to me. I mean, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and I mean, to Alice's point, it's not like he's going to keep boning his cousins, right? He's he's like that's the past. Everyone's got a past, right? Like I've boned, I've never boned a cousin, but but I've boned lots of people who aren't my cousin, and right? you know, yeah, yeah. A, a future romantic partner or my current romantic partner, I assume, would be okay with that, that's right? True, right? And he's not dead. Yeah. Also, he's not dead. Also. Hasn't tried to kill her it's even true. once. Yeah, at no point. Hasn't yeah. tried to manipulate her when he could have. Yeah. Especially when they were looking for Jason. Yeah. In fact, he, he that, saved that, her life, why, right? That's why he's like losing the game, right? Because yeah. he's so nice to Suki. Yeah. He needs to, <laughs> he needs to rough her up a little bit, apparently. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Another yeah. Another enjoyable book. I don't think it was the strongest, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Th- th- this this B-plot was, was real tacked on there. It felt like... Felt like it was really loosely attached to the main story. Absolutely, yeah. The stuff with Charles Twining, and I'm kind of sad 
Because oh, he was great. He was fun. Yeah, yeah he was. I'm also kind of glad because I like it when the Fantasia bartenders die. It's just funny. <laughs> oh, man, that's right. Oh, shit. I forgot. Yeah. That's another Van And he knew it was coming, too. Yeah, he asked about it, right? Yeah. He's like, huh, Fantasia bartenders keep dying, huh? He yeah. did. He did. And ask. you're always there, aren't you? <laughs> and yet again. That's exactly There's what happened. There's one common denominator. Yeah. Like, she's literally in the room for the death of every Fantasia bartender, right? Yeah. Like, Long Shadow dies on top of her. Uh, you know, um, Chow died. Chow died in the room with the the, you know, the witch bit, war. The uh-huh. witch war, and uh, once again, Charles Twining dies like inches from Suki. You know. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, Suki did say, "Oh, you know, don't kill him," but hey, I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One one time was what's the saying? Uh, one time is happenstance, twice is coincidence, three times is enemy action. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the, I, I, we're, we're going to have to keep an eye out for the next Fantasia bartender and uh, that bright red shirt he's wearing. Yeah, <laughs> don't get too attached. Yeah. So, so once, a, once again, the same thing, like super fun story. I always feel like the secondary mystery is kind of tacked on and solved at the end. It is. It's out like, of nowhere. Like the, it's time, you know, I imagine like she's got a... Charlene Harris has a word count. She's just like banging this out on her typewriter. And then yeah. like the word count, like hundred words left. Okay. Charles Twining. Yeah. We find out who killed Lafayette. We uh, find out where Jason is. Yeah. We find out what Charles Twining's up to. Unrelated to all those other things. Yeah. Even though this was connected in a way though, because there was, they were connected by shootings of people. That so. is true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit tighter than some of the other. Uh, separate plots. Yeah. It just, I think it was just the way it got resolved in about five pages. I think like literally five pages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. I still think that um, the last book, uh, Dead to the World, was still my favorite. Yeah. That's when she's got Eric around. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, of of her romantic partners, Eric is the one that seems... Uh, sorry. The most fun. Eric Light. <laughs> Mind wipe Eric is the, be- is the best. Yeah. 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 Uh, Erica's memories, you know, a little, a little more complicated. Yeah, I wonder if you could ask those witches to go you know, <laughs> mind wiping. Yeah, to, just for the weekend, you know. He was happy, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that is it for Dead as a Doornail. Next time, we're going to do what we ordinarily do, which is take a week off, and then we're going to be returning to our other podcast, The Dragon Reread, which follows the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. If you haven't read it before, you should give it a look. We're going to be on book thirteen of fourteen, which is The Towers of Midnight. And then after we've done that, we will come back with Definitely Dead, the sixth book in the Southern Vampire Mystery Series. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have what it is. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And if you ask a question, we might even answer it on air. Please share this with anybody who you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially on iTunes. And once again, thank you so much to those of you who have. We love reading them. Please uh, find out how you can give us your armadillos at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good, good night, night, okay. okay.